3: G'day, Dan Illich here, host of Irrational Fear. Now, here is something awful that has happened. (laughs) Last night, we had an incredible show. We had Alice Fraser, Jane Caro, Michael Hing, Lewis Holbaugh, all getting up and destroying the room. It was absolutely terrific. However, the computer at Giant Dwarf decided it would only record the first 26 minutes of the show. (laughs) Um, yeah, the hard drive was full. It carked it, and sadly, we don't have anybody else's monologues on the show. So, what we we do, however, have the first twenty six minutes, and we are going to play that for you right now. Jacob Round, super producer, has been slicing it and dicing it to make it sound pretty good. So, you're going to get that, but you missed some highlights. You missed an incredible. One Asian Rally, which Michael Hing put up on stage. You missed an incredible and insightful monologue from Alice Fraser on flat-earthism and how people comment on the internet and how she argues with people on the internet. And you missed a delightful look at all the candidates who have dropped out of the race because of foolish comments from social media uh, from Lewis Hobber. Uh, And then Jane Caro. Jane Caro absolutely killed the room by speaking about the visibility of older women during this election. And it is with some delicious irony, as she just mentioned to me on the phone before, that she has become invisible in this entire process and her her segment will be cut. And it's such a shame because, of course, today in the news cycle, everybody is talking about Bill Shorten and his mum and the powerful work that older women have done and the unrecognized work that older women have done in our communities and it was a really special moment Uh, my mum who is a bit of a legend was in the audience last night and she absolutely loved Jane's monologue and I'm so sad we can't bring it to you because the hard drive carked it Uh, it's so disappointing anyway I hope you enjoy the show we had a great time um, if you uh, want to know more about Irrational Fear, go to our website, which is irrationalfear.substack.com. Sign up to our newsletter. We are doing shows in Adelaide and Brisbane next month. Uh, and if you want to know the lineups for those shows, you're going to want to sign up to the, pod- to the, to the podcast newsletter. Uh, and we'll let you know as soon as those shows go on sale. In fact, Adelaide Cabaret Festival is on sale now, but we were just finalizing the lineup now. We've got some pretty good people who are going to be on the show. So... Without further ado, here is 26 minutes of Irrational Fear from May 7 at Giant Dwarf. Sorry to do this to you. You guys ready? Yeah! Uh, uh, rational Fear contains strong coarse language and traces of nuts. A rational fear recommends listening by an immature audience. Tonight, the latest Ipsos poll puts Labor ahead of the Coalition by five points. But in preferred Prime Minister poll, Bill Shorten is still eight points behind a damn Harold Holt. <laughs> and Australia reaches its 30th consecutive historically hottest month in a row. Scientists agree that there's never been a better time to avoid the Gold Coast. <laughs> And, the Duchess of Sussex gave birth to a baby boy! And the world's paparazzi can't wait to see him take his first steps in a Hitler jumpsuit! This is Irrational Fear! Irrational Fear! Your fear is rational! Yes, this is The Rational Fear. I'm your host, shadowy political figure, Dan Illich, and this is the show that tells you what you should be scared of this election. Let's meet our fear for tonight. The internet has given us quaint century-old hobbies and a new lease of life, like blacksmithing, fascism and measles. Alice Fraser, what old-school hipster hobby will you be exploring tonight?
4: I will be exploring flat-earthism. Pre-Galileo hipsters thought the earth was flat before it was heresy not to. <laughs>
3: And in an election dominated by two white men, Scott Morrison and Alan Jones, Jane Caro, <laughs> how can older women's voices be better heard this election?
0: We have to yell really loud!
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Lewis Hobber, it appears to be that candidates are dropping like flies by things they've written on social media years ago. What's one thing you've written on social media years ago that would see you lose your job today? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not
2: recording this, are we? <laughs> uh, I actually was for this, going back through all of my tweets uh, that I'd ever written last night. And uh, I found, from 2012, a post saying that I just did the very first irrational fear with Dan Illick and that it has legs. So
3: I was obviously wrong.
2: <laughs> and uh, I imagine that will get used against me.
3: And finally, after seeing that Fraser Anning could make it into the Senate with less than 19 primary votes from racists... Michael Hing is in the running for a Senate seat himself. Hing, how many primary votes are you hoping to get this election? Well, if
0: I don't get 19, I may become
3: a Nazi. That's basically <laughs> how it's going
0: for <laughs> me now. Or
1: well, well, Fraser Anning. Yes,
0: exactly.
3: <laughs> this is a rational Fear, now with less Starbucks than Winterfell. Irrational <laughs> Fear! All right. Strip club, stings, resignations, treasury costings and lacklustre leader debates. Finally, though, today, our national discourse returns to something we can all grasp. Eggings, yes, fantastic. <laughs> First there was Egg Boy who cracked uh, Fraser Anning in the head with, uh, with a juicy egg in March. Then there was Milkshake Boy in London who last week poured his milky beverage over well-known anti-immigrant racist activist Tommy Robinson. Turns out he's not only uh, intolerant of uh, immigrants but also lactose as well. <laughs> and now Egg Girl in uh, Albury, As it was reported by 10 Daily, a young woman was pulled away from Prime Minister Scott Morrison after attempting to egg him at a Country Women's Association event in Albury. However, she was unsuccessful. The egg did not break on the back of his head. Instead, bounced off unbroken. (laughs) Which brings me to so many questions. Why didn't that egg break? Uh, it's baffling, isn't
2: it? I wonder if, like, watching it... I've watched it, so it's like JFK. I'm sitting there watching it over and being like... The grassy knoll." Yeah, totally. But I wondered if... Like, they wear hard hats so much during the election. I wonder if, like, the Liberal Party has now just created a Scott Morrison head-shaped hard hat
3: that he has to wear at all times. You it, can't see. It was like when John Howard wore a, uh, wore a bulletproof vest. <laughs>
0: Is it not a boring structural answer, though? That eggs are quite strong at the top. Fucking hell here. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I
1: I think it was hard-boiled. I'm an old lady. Eggs don't break (laughs) when you hard-boil them. But they hurt. And there's a part of me, a really mean, nasty old lady part of me, that really hopes it was (laughs) hard-boiled.
2: Yeah, it would be amazing if it was actually just, like, a rock. And they were like, did you throw an egg at the Prime Minister? She's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) An egg.
4: And it didn't break. Gosh, only knows why. I, I've been hanging out with uh, a baby recently uh, for reasons I will not uh, explain, uh, but uh, sometimes the, you know, it, takes <laughs> for, it takes a while for their, heads, uh, for their heads to join up. It's possible that he just still has a trampoline bit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Scott Morrison, not quite fully formed. Uh, so why was uh, Scott Morrison at a Country Women's Association event, do we know?
1: Well, I think he was taking my advice and trying to recognise that, you know, a minder, a minder got to him and said to him, Scott, excuse me, just want to let you know, uh, women got the vote rather a long time ago. It might be quite good (laughs) if we actually got a couple of them, you know, front and centre (laughs) in the campaign, because I don't know about you, but I've been looking. I've been looking. He has had some naughty people behind him who are older women just recently. I'm counting this entirely to my influence."
3: <laughs> is that an is it a career aspiration of you to be a naughty person for a uh, absolutely for a I have candidate? been
1: aiming for that the entire time. I'm not sure I want to be a naughty person for Scott Morrison. Yeah, what? Give us like, your best. Yeah, based
2: on like our looks.
4: What? <laughs> I mean, for people who are listening at home, that's some very good <laughs> nodding. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was awesome nodding. You should have been here.
3: <laughs> is it okay to egg a prime minister? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, it absolutely is.
1: Why? What with a hard-walled one, really? I mean, oh.
3: Fraser... Here's the thing. Fraser Anning, I get. Fraser Anning was, like, grotesque, awful, horrible person. Uh, but, but Scott Morrison... Well... I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I just... I, I feel like it is, it is the least violent form of kind of violent protest, really. Look, it's humiliating, and politicians need to be humiliated. I-
4: As an ex-lawyer, I think uh, it's it's worth noting that it is technically assault. But I don't think it would be difficult to leverage into our legislation an exclusion from assault for egging and cream pies.
2: (laughs) I I mean, I think there's, like, um, aggravated assault... And then hilarious assault. And I think hilarious... Yeah, it's still a ass-
4: crime, but it should go to reduction of sentence. Exactly. How funny it was. <laughs> I was going to say, Julia Gillard got
1: egged at least once. Mm. And no-one made an enormous great fuss about that. She got she, sandwiched, didn't and she? And she got sandwiched. Yeah. She got egged. The, the people were always throwing things at Julia Gillard. It was really awful. As a um, Prime
3: Minister, you know you've met it when you've been Pavloved. That's, <laughs> a, that's <laughs> where yeah, you're yeah. Right. It's classy. We ran a poll on our Twitter feed uh, earlier today, and I won't tell you the results, but... But uh, the poll was essentially, is it okay to egg a white supremacist, the Prime Minister, who may not be a white supremacist, uh, neither or both, will tell you that result in just a little bit. It's kind of interesting. The reporting has been extraordinary. I have no idea what the CWA event was about, but we do know lots about the egg. Here's my favourite bit of reporting.
1: See, older women are always invisible. We know about the egg, but not about the country women. <laughs> and I rest my fucking oh, case. God.
3: Here's what we know about the egg, according to our national broadcaster. The egg itself! <laughs> what a caption. Such great reporting from the ABC. Oh my god. Now but the broken. But for the real good stuff, you have to go to the comments section of the Facebook page. Now, I went to the comment section of news.com.au and the ABC. News' comments were really dire. It was mostly about, well, when are we going to egg Sarah hanson young? Um, it, was pretty, it was pretty awful stuff. But thankfully, the ABC comments section is a little more nuanced. Uh, first of all, John Nito weighs in. ABC 24.
2: PM Scott Morrison was attacked. Shouldn't that be... P.M. Scott Morrison's head has been proven to be too thick even for an egg. <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> Thanks,
3: boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the ABC. No, I'm kidding. I worked and Bragg McLady drops a dad joke.
4: So it wasn't breaking news after all. <laughs> Charlene Jean
3: drops some truth.
4: Uh, she won't be accepted into the CWA if she can't crack an egg. <laughs>
3: And then Michael Costello knows what the real ramifications are.
0: There should be a new I stopped the Yokes trophy for his desk.
3: <laughs> this is great. I love that. Uh, the, the reporting was quite interesting. Here is um, Kylie Burke from Channel 7. Just kind of used to look at the words she used here. A protester has attempted an unlawful use of an egg <laughs> against a Prime Minister. Which makes the question... Is there ever a lawful use of an egg against a Prime Minister?
4: I think you can gently lay an omelette on the head of a Prime Minister if you do it in a ceremonious way.
3: And here's a great tweet, tweet that, uh, a Twitter uh, account that looks at what politicians are doing on Twitter. Apparently Tony Abbott liked the tweet from 3AW <laughs> that said a woman tried to egg the Prime Minister in Aubrey. Here's a tidbit we learned today, though, that the egging and the AFP have a long history. Uh, so Billy Hughes was touring around the country trying to gain support for a referendum on conscription for World War I, uh, Prime Minister Billy Hughes. And this is the story of how the AFP came into play. Billy Hughes stepped off a train and onto his soapbox to address the masses as he arrived at Warwick. A local man, Pat Paddy Brosnan... They, and- that's so Australian to have taken Pat and made it longer. Yeah. LAUGHTER An anti-conscription campaigner who was fearful he'd been sent to war just so happened to be at the train station to see the Prime Minister. Unlucky for the Prime Minister, Paddy had a plan to make it known what he thought of the plebiscite. Midway into Prime Minister's passionate address, Paddy removed an egg from his pocket and yes. hurled it at Mr Hughes, knocking his impressive top hat <laughs> clean off. It's an old Australian tradition. Shocked oh and angry. it's
2: And still to this day, Prime Ministers are wearing impressive hats. <laughs> Scott Morrison can't get enough. <laughs> It'll be them. much harder to knock the hurly cap off.
4: Yeah. I mean, if he's trying to avoid conscription, he shouldn't be drawing attention to his excellent aim. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Send him right to the front! <laughs> Shocked and angered, the Prime Minister turned a Queensland police sergeant, demanding the egg thrower be arrested. The sergeant denied, simply stating, I deal only in Queensland law. This is a Commonwealth matter.
0: <laughs> My goodness. It's kind of like... I
3: wonder if that was Peter Dutton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that states,
2: right. It's kind of like the guys who were around um, Fraser Anning, except they said, we don't deal in any
3: laws. <laughs> Uh, the incident spurned the Prime Minister to create a Commonwealth police force that could investigate and prosecute crimes against the Commonwealth and its officials after the ensuing 100 years a uh, lot has changed, and that is uh, the AFP are still yet to capture egg throwers before they, they throw an egg. <laughs> I think that's incredible. That's amazing. Here is the result of our survey. It looks like a rational fear listeners all think that uh, it's acceptable to... Uh, to hit an and now, thank you for not saying
2: acceptable, Dan. It's um, I respect restraint. that. Yeah, it's great restraint. Not a lot of people have shown that
3: today. <laughs> oh, I, thank you. I wrote it instead.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> less <laughs> deliberate restraint than it was him failing to deliver the pun he'd written uh, for himself. Yeah. <laughs> restraint
3: or incompetence? It's always hard to tell in a comedy show. <laughs> Now, but here's the thing that really annoys me about this story. It really sucks up the news and takes away from really important stories that we should be talking about during this election. Uh, There's two stories I want to talk about this election. Here's a real headline. (laughs) Copped collects poo from Tony Abbott's office. Uh, This happened today. No wonder no-one's heard about this story. Alice, would you please read the story?
0: Just just before we get into it, it it doesn't... That headline, I think, leaves out key information... Which is whether or not it was
2: Tony Abbott's own poo. Yeah. It's like, just hit flush, Tony. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Alice, hit us up with the actual story.
4: OK. New South Wales police officers have collected a poo hidden inside a book that was dumped outside Tony, Tony Abbott's Sydney electorate office. The faeces was placed inside a hollowed-out book that had the word unpopular written on the cover, according to photos published by News Corp Australia. Detectives are investigating after the item was left outside Mr Abbott's manly office on Tuesday morning, a police spokesman told the AAP. Police attended and the item has been collected, he said.
3: (laughs) I just like that, you a know, lock up somewhere, there's a poo in a book. <laughs> well, you remember when you know, he was... No, it's
4: in one of
1: those plastic bags, you know, it's, sealed. it's evidence, it's Exhibit A, it's going to be remember fun Remember when Tony guys? was
2: walking around uh, Manly just a few weeks ago and he discovered that um, book
3: library? And he was like, bloody hell, would you look at this? All like well, The people think, of Warringah are yeah. coming together to yeah. share books, it's <laughs> communism, but I like it. Yeah, I
0: exactly. Yeah. I once um, purchased some MDMA from China and... When it came to Australia, it was shipped to me in in a book, in a hollowed out book, and uh, yeah, and I I I remember thinking this is the best use some good shit yeah I remember thinking this is the best use of a book ever (laughs) until today.
4: (laughs) I've given. Hollowed out books as gifts before, and it takes about two and a half hours with a Stanley knife to create the hollowed out right, right. Uh, form. So there's a lot of labour that's been put in this, not only in creating the the poo, but in creating <laughs> the package. I a yes. Why have you given people hollowed out books? Oh, it's because as a nice present.
3: Best it? way to wrap a poo.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. The second story that's been overlooked today. I don't know if you've seen this, uh, but. WA One Nation Hopeful says risque picks, show work ethic. Here his picks. There we go. <laughs> is that Aquaman? <Apple> <laughs> uh, this is One Nation candidate, Jackson Wereford, in uh, in Western Australia. He says, Everyone has skeletons in their past, but he I think He has no skeleton. <laughs> 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 but I think if one is to learn and evolve as a person, you have to own those skeletons. What he should have said is regular weight training will make it skeleton strong so you can lift a whole party to win at the election. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about old Jackson up here? What was
0: the issue with this? Is, is, cause the, the, are these the most scandalous pictures or are they more, or are
2: they more disgusting No, they're, all, they're all worse. I've gone deep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, there are ones that... It's just like watching a weird um, sort of uh, influencer. Like He has this one photo where he's lying down and he's naked and he's taking the photo of his face but over the back you can see his naked butt and he's like,
0: just looking for a little sunshine. <laughs> was, he, was, he a, was he a stripper or a model or something? Um was this part of his work? No, just a wanker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my, my concern is that If you
1: can f- find it to get hold of it because you know how you get that way. <laughs>
0: oh, yes.
4: <Right> it up.
2: <laughs> I don't actually know if you can tell by looking at me. <laughs> I would
4: love to uh, for know. For people listening, Lewis is an unimpressive physical specimen. <laughs> But very handsome in the face. The way, the way you get... He's
1: a lovely boy and I
4: won't hear any difference. I mean, I, I don't mind going
0: around the horn and getting at ways that Lewis got the way he is. I would like to say child illness is
2: probably one. <laughs> I had the consumption. <laughs>
3: I'm a Dickensian character.
4: We can make fun of him because he's more handsome and popular than the rest of us.
3: It's true it's, true, it's true, it's absolutely true. Jane, how would you feel with Jackson being on your back bench?
1: Uh, uh, I would just look at him and say, oh, fuck off, darling. Uh, (laughs) You've got absolutely nothing to offer. You definitely Uh, could
2: break an egg on it, though.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm not even sure you could do that. Uh, It's just he's got bigger tits than I
3: have. (laughs) Irrational fear. All right, next fear. Humans are making the world's animals disappear faster than ever, according to a new report, and I'd like to thank our superior brains for that. Uh, humans have vanquished the animal kingdom by an average of 20% since 1900. The good news is humans, we're now the top dog, because all the other dogs, they're going extinct. Uh, we've sliced the amphibian population by 40%, though that's mostly due to an increase in French cuisine. Uh, <laughs> One third of all coral reefs and one third of marine mammals are now under threat. Now, I actually kind of appreciate this as a Bondi resident. At the height of summer, you can often see me down at Bondi going, God, I wish a third of these mammals would just die. There's just too many of them. Uh, this is a global report from the UN. Though Australia is doing pretty well, we lead the world. We have the highest uh, number of native animal extinctions over the past 200 years, we've lost 27 species. Aww. We are also the only developed country on a list of eleven uh, global uh, on a developed country on a list of eleven global deforestation spots. Yes. No, 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 no. no yes. So. <laughs> this will
2: be
0: the this, straw.
3: this is the one. This is
2: the Neo report. The chosen one. If my um, no.
4: Yeah, if my experience over four months having a conversation with a fellow worker whose girlfriend was clearly cheating on him in everything he described about her behaviour, we were going to need to see someone literally fucking up against the front wall of our own houses before we believe that something is terribly wrong.
3: (laughs) I actually called uh, about... I called about 30 Clive Palmer candidates out of the newspaper the other day. uh, Busy day, Dan? Busy day yesterday. (laughs) And I asked, I, the ones I did get through to ask them about climate change, one bloke was like, oh, look, look I don't know what, you're going to have to call head office about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've, my, uh, my we have Palmer got no. have it all down. You can we'll talk do. head office about that, we don't know about climate change, but my personal view. <laughs> is that sometimes it's rainy and sometimes it's not. And remember back when it used to be rainy and we had to have water restrictions? Well, we don't have to have that now. I'm like, where do you live, Adelaide? I'm like, well, every other place has got water restrictions. It's yeah. Very strange. Um, what kind of climate action would you like to see this, the new government take?
0: It, it, it strikes me that like, Australia is such a small drop in the ocean in terms of the global world, that any action we take on climate change is largely symbolic compared to you know, mass polluters like the US, China Jesus Brazil. Jesus Christ, whatever. have Some you been reading
1: attorney, up from the Liberal Party song booth? <laughs> but, the cool.
0: what, but what I think Australia does really poorly is fund, like... Genuine research into renewable energies, right? We have such a great education system in Australia, but as soon as people graduate things, they flee because this country does not reward people who are smart in order to like make things that are good, right? So they go overseas, they put things overseas, and then nothing, you know, no, nothing ever happens. It's, is this an brutal. official
3: policy point from the No, my, my, point my official action. policy is
0: things like, oh, I like Goslame and oh, weed's pretty cool. That's a bit, yeah, you know, this is probably too complex for that But uh... as
4: someone who's moved to London I agree with you completely I am the cream of Australian <laughs> we lost Alice we lost Alice how are we going to fight climate
3: change without Alice I have so many good ideas um, <laughs> what species would you guys like to see go extinct
2: Prime Ministers <laughs> Is everyone better looking than me
1: Tall
2: people. Talk, people. Jane. Tall people. Oh, I'm right here. I hate tall people.
1: Oh, they can eat whatever they like and they never get fat. This could go on for a really long time. I better stop now. I hate tall people. <laughs> Irrational fear. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50